everybody can be great because everybody can serve. We have volunteers that work with us with our walks, volunteering with programs, volunteering with events, volunteering with time, talent, and treasure. That's someone who knows how to serve. The CEO of the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois, Jacqueline Burgess Bishop. And I'm someone who knows how to serve her because she's my boss. I'm Monica Fox, a kidney transplant recipient and the Foundation's Director of Outreach and Government Relations. On this edition of The Journey Continues, I'm happy to introduce you to Jackie and to Foundation Board Member Susan Sullivan as we discuss how the Foundation serves people in the struggle against kidney disease. Hi, Susan. Hi, Jackie. Let's get started with you first, Jackie. I know you have a personal connection to kidney disease. Please tell us about that. Glad to do so, uh, Monica. In terms of my personal story, I recall as a child uh, growing up, my mom would tell me about her mother who died when she was 14 years old. And at that point, we know that my grandmother, my maternal grandmother, passed away as a result of kidney disease. So in the case of many individuals that have an opportunity to meet their grandparents, meet their grandmother, have a wonderful relationship, I never had that opportunity. And for me, that's personal and the opportunity to change the trajectory on kidney disease is also very personal. Thank you for sharing that personal insight. Susan, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you first got involved with NKFI? Sure. Um, I am a 43-year-old healthcare actuary, and I live in Chicago with my husband. I'm also a kidney transplant recipient. I was very unexpectedly diagnosed with kidney failure, no family history, no known risk factors. But thankfully, my sister was a perfect match. And less than six months later, I had a new kidney. And so how did you get involved with NKFI? I got involved with um, NKFI because even though I did end up with kidney failure, I still consider myself to be very lucky. Um, I had a donor. I had and still have very good insurance and understanding employers. Um, and I wanted to help other people who may not find themselves in this situation as lucky as I was. Uh, we need to advocate for those people and raise money to fund research that can treat or even eventually cure this. There are far too many people who are unaware of any of the risk factors or lifestyle choices that can lead to kidney disease. You are absolutely right. And I think that it's just wonderful that you have taken of your personal time to commit yourself to this to this mission. And I just want to go back and say it's awesome that you had a donor and that you were able to get a, a preemptive transplant um, without having to suffer through dialysis and um, that you had all the resources in place. So thank you for your advocacy uh, work on behalf of others who are not in that same position. So Jackie, you have a background in healthcare. Can you tell us what makes NKFI necessary? What makes NKFI necessary is the fact that one in three American adults are at risk for kidney disease and are not even aware of it. The other factor that makes NKFI necessary is the opportunity to engage 
with individuals, caregivers, donors, recipients, persons that are currently in different stages of kidney disease, those receiving hemodialysis, peritoneal dialysis, dialysis at home, the range of impact that we can have in educating and providing additional free services makes a very profound difference. You know, with NKFI, we look at the entire continuum from prevention all the way through, we would say, transplant and post-transplant with the goal of truly having an impact on the lives of persons impacted by kidney disease. So with NKFI and the outreach that we're able to provide, the information we're able to provide, the research as Susan so wonderfully articulated that we help to fund and the advocacy, it provides a platform. We provide a platform and we provide a voice for those that may not have a voice and we provide a platform for information for those that may not even be aware. Thank you. Susan, in your opinion, uh, what gaps does NKFI fill? Sure, in my line of work as a healthcare consultants, I often see the downstream effects of disease, uh, mostly related to the financial implications. What organizations like the NKFI can do is educate and prevent our current healthcare system really doesn't do enough to help keep people healthy. It tends to kick in only after the fact, after people are, are already sick. The NKFI can stop people from falling ill in the first place, and they can help slow the progression of those in the early stages of illness, which I think is a major gap in our current system. And Jackie, what are the programs that NKFI has in place um, with regard to prevention? So our prevention programs relate to, for example, kidneys in the kitchen. What that helped to do is prevent the progression of the disease. Uh, our living with kidney disease and transplantation program has the living with component of it. There are also during the programmatic curriculum, we definitely address prevention, diet, nutrition, exercise, and I would say our premier area as we look at prevention and early detection is through the kidney mobile, where we go throughout the state of Illinois and perform kidney disease screenings. And based on the results, we direct or encourage those that have been screened to contact their primary care provider and more importantly, we follow up in terms of seeing what's that contact made. Yes, the Kidney Mobile program is is awesome. And do people are people required to have insurance in order to come and have um, a complete kidney screening with us? Absolutely not. The screenings are free. Great. So Jackie, what are some of the common precursors of chronic kidney disease? The common precursors include diabetes, you know, particularly uncontrolled diabetes, uncontrolled hypertension. If you have a family history of kidney disease, diabetes, or high blood pressure, hypertension, 
Another uh, risk factor include is age, uh, age 60 or older. And another risk factor relates to race ethnicity being African-American, Hispanic, Latino. What should people do if they think they're at risk? They need to get tested. They need to request uh, from their primary care provider if they think they're at risk. Of course, they can sign up, go to our website and identify a screening. We know right now uh, due to COVID that our traditional screenings, we just have started back up and we have implemented what we call our COVID safety measures uh, for screenings. Uh, in terms of, I would say, their day-to-day health care, working with their primary care provider to uh, identify, to really relate their concern about the potential and request the appropriate testing. Thank you. So when all of these programs that we have in place, somebody has to pay for them. So we do lots of fundraising at NKFI and Susan you yourself have, you came up with a very creative way to fundraise within your workplace. Can you tell us about that? Of course. Uh, This was before the pandemic, um, but my firm would let people who donated to a charity each month uh, then wear jeans to the office for that month. And I made sure to always get the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois on that list. And I would specifically request that we be chosen for January. Uh, that actually coincided with what I call my kidneyversary, which is the anniversary of when I got my transplant back in January of 2004. And I would share that story with my colleagues. Uh, I think it's really important to bring a human side to charities and nonprofits. It really makes it more real for people who may not be aware of the particular issues involved. I also probably um, am guilty of having bribed some people with baked goods. So, <laughs> <laughs> Baked goods are always uh, a great bribe. Right. <laughs> people will do anything for cookies and cake. <laughs> <laughs> and so, Susan, you're a runner and you're, you're very athletic. I know you enjoy bar classes, which um, relate to ballet and not the other bar. <laughs> <laughs> Um, How have those interests intersected with your involvement with NKFI? Yeah, so staying healthy is just really important for my overall health, but also for my kidney health. I always joke that I don't have any other siblings and my sister needs the kidney that she has left. uh, So I have to take care of the one that she gave me. Um, I have to make sure that I avoid all of those risk factors that Jackie mentioned, specifically diabetes and high blood pressure. Um, So eating well and staying fit are really huge priorities for me. So I've had the opportunity uh, to host two fundraisers through a bar class that I've been doing for about 10 years called The Bar Method. Um, They were very generous um, and they uh, ran two classes for us where all of the profits from the participation fees uh, went to the NKFI. That's awesome. That's really great. Thank you for that. And so, Susan, what role um, does the board of directors play in the success of NKFI? I think the board can bring a diversity of thought to the organization, uh, as well as expand the awareness through our personal and professional networks. I think donors really need to know that their money is being spent 
efficiently and effectively and a well-run board can help do that. And how would you encourage other young professionals to get involved within KFI? Yeah, I would say find something that you're passionate about and then also look for something that aligns with your skill set. If something is personally relevant to you and you feel like you are making a real difference, then you're going to be committed to that cause. That's a great point. And Jackie, how can people get involved with NKFI? Monica, there are multiple opportunities. We have a robust volunteer program, and we have individuals that volunteer to support us on the kidney mobile. From a health professional standpoint, they can serve as consultants as part of the kidney mobile experience. We have volunteers that work with us with our walks. We have volunteers um, that get engaged with our outreach and community-based outreach and education. We have a volunteer training program that really helps to support and develop that comfort level you know, for our volunteers. So we look at, though that's one area of, I would say, direct, uh, I would say, engagement in how people can get involved. Of course, there's always, you know, in terms of the learning opportunity through our professional programs that include, we have a clinical meeting for dietitians. We have an interdisciplinary nephrology conference. This year, we're going to have research highlights and an academic competition uh, for our professionals. And in February of 2021, what we have, what we have identified and labeled as our citywide grand rounds uh, is going to occur, which is a professional presentation. So from that standpoint, that's a level of engagement and involvement. We, of course, we always can use the support, the financial support that really helps keep uh, the programs going. It's interesting that Susan had mentioned in terms of what donors want to know. So for us, we, I would say 79% of our donor dollars can go back, and they do go back for the mission to support the organization. And just as we're speaking about the issues of fundraising, and we are a four-star charity navigator organization. And what that looks at and entails or identifies is in terms of how we regard our donor dollars and understand the importance of as much going back toward the mission as possible. In terms of other areas, depending on professions, we're always looking for dietitians to support us with kidneys in the kitchen. And depending on what happens in the world, um, as we are all faced with COVID, we have wonderful volunteers that come out and support us for our walk every year, the walk for kidneys. So I would say volunteering with programs, volunteering with events and donation, volunteering with time, talent, and treasure are ways that people can get involved in the mission and, and really make a difference. That is perfect. And this is really a great mission. And again, being a kidney transplant recipient myself, I am forever grateful to be a part of this mission and am grateful to both of you um, for participating in this podcast. And so just to end up, I'll ask if um, 
just for each of you to give me a final word, uh, anything you might want uh, to let us know about NKFI and or kidney health. So Jackie, you first. Focus from that prevention aspect, looking at your diet, looking at meal preparation, looking at, you know, staying healthy, being able from that standpoint with NKFI and that prevention and moving through the continuum, knowing your health history, which is something that Susan mentioned earlier, knowing your health history uh, makes a huge difference from that, from our perspective and being able to have an impact. Uh, And finally, with NKFI, with our mission, we take really to heart that the component that indicates how we're making a difference for our kidney communities. Thank you, Jackie. And final words from you, Susan? Uh, Sure, I would say uh, take care of yourself. Uh, It's not a dress rehearsal. You certainly don't want to spend your life on dialysis. I was on it very briefly. It is no fun. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. Be aware of the risk factors. Be aware of the lifestyle choices that you can make that can really have a positive impact on your your overall health and then also on your kidney health. And as far as the NKFI, I'm just really grateful that organizations like this exist. I've met wonderful people who have helped me in various ways since I've joined. And I'm very grateful to be able to feel like I am giving back to the community. Thank you so much. This has been an amazing conversation. And I'm just really glad we had the opportunity to have this chat and to share information about National Kidney Foundation of Illinois and all the wonderful things that we're doing um, to advocate and um, empower those who are living with kidney disease or affected by kidney disease. So thank you both. Thank you. Thanks for having me. The National Kidney Foundation of Illinois improves the health and well-being of people at risk for and affected by kidney disease through prevention, education, and empowerment. To find a kidney mobile screening near you or for more information on how to get involved, visit nkfi.org. At NKFI, prevention is a major part of our mission. That's why at the end of each episode, you will hear a nutrition tip. Here's Dr. Melissa Prest. Here's today's nutrition tip about dining out. For people living with chronic kidney disease, dining outside of the home or ordering takeout can feel stressful because it can be difficult to navigate the menu for kidney-friendly food options. So how can you enjoy dining out and keep your kidney diet in mind? Do some homework before you order your food or eat at the restaurant. Many restaurants now include nutrition information on their websites or menus to help consumers make healthier for them food choices. Soups, sauces, and salad dressings will likely have added salt, so be sure to check the nutrition information, if available, before you order. And you can always call the restaurant and ask if it's possible to prepare the menu item you desire without added salt. When you do order, do it with a kidney-friendly plate in mind. By ordering a small mixed green salad dressed with oil and vinegar, a steamed vegetable side, a healthy protein that's baked or steamed, and a grain serving. If going with a plant-based protein option like a veggie burger, 
Ask if any preservatives have been added as these may increase the phosphorus and sodium content. A safe sauce choice for most people following a kidney-friendly diet is olive oil and garlic over rice or noodles. Be sure to keep your portions in check and ask for a to-go container when your food arrives. Put half of your main dish in the container before you even start to eat, or if you're getting takeout, portion out your meal on your own plates instead of eating out of the container. The National Kidney Foundation has a great resource called Dining Out with Confidence for people in CKD stages 1 through 4 and on dialysis. This resource can be found at kidney.org or you can call the NKFI office for a printed copy to be mailed to you. With today's nutrition tip, I'm Melissa Press, a registered dietitian nutritionist and the foundation dietitian for the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois. Kidneys in the Kitchen is a monthly television series. You can follow along with all of our nutrition tips, healthy recipes, and ideas for making smarter purchasing decisions at the grocery store at nkfi.org slash diet and nutrition. The Journey Continues is brought to you by the National Kidney Foundation of Illinois and sponsored by Donate Life Illinois. To learn more about kidney disease and living donation, visit www.nkfi.org. To register to become an eye, tissue, and organ donor, visit lifegoeson.com. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe to and leave a review for The Journey Continues in Apple Podcasts or wherever you like to listen. This podcast is produced by Rivet. To hear more great podcasts, visit rivet360.com.